Hey everybody, Greg here. This episode with Cassidy, Justin, and Roy about the DSA convention was originally posted with Tuesday night without the last 20 minutes. So if that is what downloaded to your podcast app and you listen to it right away, then perhaps it cut off for you at about an hour and six minutes. If that's the case, go ahead and uh, fast forward to the hour six minute mark to listen to the rest. Most of you, you're probably seeing this and hearing this for the first time. If the old uh, shorter one is still in your podcast uh, app, you can skip that and listen to this. Thanks. Enjoy. Um, welcome to another episode of Mechanical Freak. This is Cassidy, and I actually um, threw Greg, Brian, and Colin off the ship this week. And for the first time in Freak history, I, Cassidy Butler, am going to be the captain of this podcast. Um, so please buckle up. Uh, joining me tonight is my deck hands are going to be uh, two of my besties, both amazing organizers with Seattle DSA. Um, and friends of the podcast, Roy and Justin. Hey, guys. Swab the poop deck. <laughs> All aboard. Happy to be uh-huh. here. Poop. It's nice and sunny. How's it going? Is it? Oh, is it? You know, uh, uh, outside the boat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. On the boat. On the boat. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, because we drew um, Greg off. How- yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I kind of forgot that we were we were still acting. Um, how's it going, guys? Pretty good. Um, it's yeah. We're just kind of getting ready for this convention. Yeah, uh, whipping votes a little bit, uh, messaging people, turning out our ones and twos, that kind of thing. No, totally. So it's like a really chaotic time of year right now. Um, not only you know it's election season, like the real election, um, but yeah, we have this DSA convention. I have my IUPAT election next week. So everyone, please manifest good vibes, all that good stuff. I'm vote whipping as well. Um, but yeah, tonight we are going to be talking DSA convention. Um, so one of the many things uh, that that we have going on in the next couple of weeks is this uh, convention. Um, and myself, Roy and Justin, we are delegates. Um, so I'm a at-large delegate and you guys are with Seattle, right? That is true. Nice. And so, you know, I I don't know about you guys. I, I feel as though y'all have kind of, you know, you're more in it than I am. You're like at the meetings, you're with Seattle DSA. Um, and I, I myself identify more as kind of like, I definitely, you know, I'm a dues paying member. I go to meetings occasionally, but like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Like, I don't know what the resolutions are. Um, and I kind of just like fell into this position, honestly, like as at large, that's kind of what happens. Um, and so I am looking to both of you for guidance, um, on how this convention stuff works, how to vote, what it all means. Um, so are you ready to, to enlighten me? 
Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> should we talk about sort of, uh, you know, an introduction to uh, this whole convention, what it means, what's going to happen? Yeah, totally. So, you know, first, for anybody who, again, like is is listening and might not be as deep into it as uh, y'all are and kind of are more on my level that like, you know what DSA is, you're involved. Um, but like, yeah, what the fuck is happening? What is this convention that everyone's been talking about on Twitter for the past two months? Sure. So, I mean, if you know about DSA, Democratic Socialists of America, you know, we might have a chapter in Seattle, which is 2000 members. But there's, you know, many, many other, you know, chapters in various, you know, cities and regions. There's 94,000 members. And every two years, uh, you know, each of these chapters or regions or, you know, members elected at large, uh, you know, we elect delegates and they all come to this big uh, convention and people propose various resolutions, uh, you know, some pretty sensible, some, you know, pushing a big political line. And, uh, you know, we do some uh, democracy and elect new leadership as well. And, uh, you know, DSA has been around a long time, but really DSA kind of blew up starting in, you know, 2016, 2017. And so this is the third convention since like DSA really became what it is today. Um, and I mean, so that's kind of exciting. Yeah. And so like you were talking about, I mean, it really blew up in 2017 after 2016 with Bernie. Um, and, you know, this is the first convention after Bernie 2020. And I think that we've seen similar yeah. growth and it's kind of a similar moment of like, what's next and what are we doing? Um, is that like a, a fair analysis? You know, we got to go beyond Bernie as some people right. would say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're kind of figuring out what the hell to do. I think that's, that's a decent framing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's tough. Yeah. Cool. And so, I mean, um, you know, I guess, going into that. So it's kind of figuring out like what DSA is. I mean, we're at 94K, part of our 100K initiative, that whole thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you were a DSA member and you're wondering like, what is the convention? Like, what are we doing here? Like, or, you know, let's say they have something in their org uh, locally, like that they want to change. Like, what does that look like? Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're uh, a delegate, I mean, you get to vote on all these uh, resolutions that are proposed that affect your local chapter. Right. Um, you could have, like, you know, written and proposed and got signatures for your own, you know, resolutions or, you know, amendments to things uh, that could also affect your local chapter. But um, I don't know, like, there's also, like, a little bit of this you know, maybe conflict between like the, the localist view and the national totally, yeah. you know, perspective, mm -hmm. which we could get into later. Mm -hmm. It's not quite as sharp, you know, this year, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like a lot of people in local DSA chapters, like don't really know much about what national <laughs> right. is and yeah. what national does. Yeah. There's an org that grew like way too fast and didn't have structure to accommodate like 94,000 members like five years ago. That like 5,000. No, that's insane. So that's kind of yeah. what we're no, doing. No, it's with. wild. Yeah. No, and I guess what I'm, what I was trying to ask is like, so if that was the lead up to what's going on now is like the, pa yeah, the past definitely. several months, people have been like organizing around these different issues and writing resolutions and things like that. Sure. Yeah. 
And I feel like this year there's there was a lot of sort of like on some resolutions there were like pre-negotiated kind of unity resolutions between caucuses. Mm -hmm. And then there's some resolutions that people or caucuses just kind of threw out there. Yeah, no. And I don't know, like I imagine just like with COVID and everyone being home, like people just like sitting, writing their resolutions and like getting very excited about them online. I don't know. That's it just it seemed to really blow up on Twitter like this year. And I mean, obviously, just like everyone's more online. Um, But yeah, it just like it was very very online it seemed like um so you know connected to that like i'd like to kind of dive into like what is the difference between like this convention and like the past conventions of the past couple years yeah i mean so like roy you were at the 2019 convention weren't there like a lot more resolutions and wasn't it like a little bit more contentious Uh, yeah there was a lot more there was a lot more at stake at the 2019 convention. Um, there were various different um, proposals for labor organizing strategy nationwide. Um, there were a couple of resolutions for um, how to distribute money between, um, how to do do sharing between national and, and locals. There was the whole pass the hat um, thing that did not pass. Um, yep. A couple of other pretty... Um, controversial things were like the anti-fascist working group um, resolution that I think passed by like two votes or something razor thin. Um, But yeah, there was a bigger struggle, um, I guess, about how the org would go in addition to Bernie work and what would happen afterwards and how DSA oriented to um, organizing labor. Um, There was the Organizing everywhere, um, if I remember yeah. it correctly, and there was the rank and file strategy in both past, which is probably for the best <laughs> because um, we should be organizing literally every goddamn worker in the country. Yeah. Um, exactly. So limiting, limiting. Uh, anyway, I, I digress. Um, but yeah, compared to this convention, I feel like, uh, and these aren't my words. I forget. I wish I could remember who I heard them from. But like, after a year and a half of COVID, we just wanted get through this and like keep doing the things yeah. that are working and then right kind of figure out these bigger questions later when everyone's not burned out um and i feel like i just digress yeah. so i apologize for ruining another episode oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> roy we love you um and besides it's leo season so you can do no wrong it's goddamn right as of today it is Sorry to date the podcast. Yeah, so. yeah, but you're also a little a little bit too happy these days. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, going into 2021, obviously, like we said, like it's it, we're post Bernie. We're, uh, you know, I wouldn't say post pandemic, but we're we're living it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this turns out. And yeah, I. Uh, I hope that it's less contentious than last time. But that being said, like, it definitely seems like there's still, you know, it, it's everything's very online. There is drama and we don't want to get like too much into the drama tonight. But, you know, part of what is going to be happening at this convention is there's going to be, you know, vote whipping on on like caucus lines. There's going to be voting on NPC stuff, things like that. So let's just spend a little bit of time on um let's start with caucuses like first off i don't know what the fuck they are so can you explain (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, uh, caucuses are kind of, uh, you know, formations within DSA that will advocate for a certain politics, uh, hopefully, you know, for the betterment of uh, the organization, you know, as a whole. Right. And like, so that part I understand, but I mean, and Justin, like you and I have had a lot of text conversations about this where I basically am just like, Uh you know, I want to know like where I fall. Like I just, I want it to be like an astrology sign that just like, I am told like, this is, this is your caucus. Like if you are born between this day and this day, this is where you go. And it's just not that easy. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. They all seem like very similar, but very not. Um, so, I, I mean, you know, just to to contextualize things, I mean, what are, are you guys in caucuses? Like, what, what's the vibe? I feel like that's a taboo question. We both are. <laughs> no, it's <Yeah>. fine. Um, <laughs> I, I am in a caucus, yes. Okay, so yeah. Roy, like what, what caucus are you part of? Yeah, uh, I'm in Socialist Majority or SMC. Um, we are, we've also formed in the run up to the 2019 convention. And if I remember correctly, it was not supposed to last this long. Um, but the people that were also in the caucus were people that I knew were like respected and good organizers and like dedicated to building their chapter, um, and like actually putting in work that, right. You know, was dictated by like democratic decisions in the, in the in their chapter whether or not they you know voted for or against it and um, they respected the whole like you know this is a democratically run org so we do make decisions democratically um and i really respected that and i was it was still very early on in my um dsa days um and i really liked a lot of the people really respect and respected a lot of the people um and the work they were doing and um yeah it was basically yeah it. yeah um, and so you, ha- your, your caucus has people running on a slate for NPC. Um, Justin, does your people have people running or no? <laughs> uh, we, we did at one point right, and then right, 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 that right. whole thing blew up. So no, no that's, we, that's we don't have, we don't have a slate. And then Justin, so you are part of what caucus? I am part of the Collective Power Network caucus. It's a network and a caucus. We're not going to talk about that. The only thing I'm going to say, well, we can cut this if we want. Yeah, I was just going to say that for sure. (laughs) I was just going to say that when I was texting Justin trying to figure out what caucus I should be in before all the drama Mm. that happened, he told me that I should be in CPN because my former boss was in CPN. Um, but that's no longer the case. Oh. <laughs> so that argument, yeah, no, it's need, definitely no I, longer the case. I need some better like whipping points. Like, why should I join? You know, like I just what what is CPN? Let's just leave it at that. Like, what what's your pitch? You know. Sure. Yeah. So my my pitch is, um, you know, CPN kind of formed uh, during the twenty nineteen. Uh, convention as more of a, you know, like they had more of a platform than in, than in like a standard ideological caucus. And it was a platform that was pretty popular. Uh, CPN won a lot of votes at the 2019 convention. Um, I would say like, uh, you know, uh, CPN sort of looks to, you know, like pink tide parties in 
Latin America, um, definitely very focused on structure, like building, you know, a mass party within DSA, um, organizing the unorganized as far as labor on internationalism, kind of uh, anti-imperialism. Um, a couple of CPN people are co-authors of uh, the Internationalism Resolution 14, okay, which yeah, yeah. on the consent uh -huh. agenda. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, I don't know, like CPN is pretty much uh, the structure caucus and uh, building DSA. Um, th those would be, you know, the main angles, like not third partying our own organization. Um, continuing, like do things that work, like do things that have a material impact is what I would say. Okay, cool. And don't do stuff that's just symbolic and that's going to lead to anything. No vanity bullshit, like you like to say, huh? <laughs> um, Roy, yeah, Roy, Le less of the in in this house, we believe stuff, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. in this um, world, we Roy support labor, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, here's my thing like, I don't want to bash fellow um socialists and comrades, but what I do want to do, because there are a lot of people running and it is confusing. And so like, I would love to kind of just throw out a couple shout outs to like folks that we're going to be ranking and like why we're going to be ranking them. You know, again, no, no naughty, no naughtiness to our fellow socialists, but, um, uh, you know, it, who's somebody we're ranking. Let's hear it. I would love to, to volunteers tribute if no one else wants to yeah, let's let's have you start. Okay, so um, well, and I'd love to get your guys's input. So, like, how do we feel about the like? I think I'm going to rank some of the eco socialist folks. I don't know where I'm going to rank them, but I think I'm going to rank them kind of high. Um, I just I've been really stoked on like the Pro Act campaign and all the Green New Deal stuff. So I think that they should def get a ranking. Are they going to get a ranking high from y'all, or is that a no? Well, two two of them, as it turns out, used to be in my caucus and uh, are pretty good organizers. Right. So yes. I don't know how I'm going to rank people mm -hmm. right now, but I would definitely like to rank them fairly high. But we'll see how that shakes up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's where I'm at, too. Yeah, no, I just I really respect the work that they've done. And so I definitely want to give a shout out to them. Um, anybody else you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, I will definitely give a shout out to um, Christian Hernandez from DSA North Texas, uh, she's running on the socialist majority slate for re-election. Um, she's done okay, a lot of great work you. for um, uh, DSA's uh, anti-racist work uh, in her local. She's done a lot for um, uh, immigrant justice, um, DACA recipients, DACA rights, uh, immigration justice rights um and it's just a badass organizer um and i have four more names that i can spit out to you but i don't want to give them all right right away i mean yeah no i i mean i'd love to hear them and also i mean justin if you have anyone we'd love to hear it too but if you if you're staying tight-lipped on your ballot then i will respect your hipaa um rights 
Oh no, more my my thing is more like I think I, I'm supposed to you know wait wait for my uh, you know caucus to decide oh. a vote order and officially endorse people. But I mean, like I don't know, like it's tough right. because we yeah. we've waited a long time and everybody has candidates they like. But well, um, okay, so that yeah, lead, I think I, I think Christian ha- is good. Okay, cool. So Christian and and who are they with? Or are they just chilling? Uh, so Christian's running for election for reelection. Um, Okay. Like Hugo James is also running for re-election out of the SALA. Um, okay, so I have a question about that. And yeah, again, course, you know, no it. slander, no slander. But I think that anytime there's an incumbent, people kind of just like have the question of like, should I vote for them again? And like, to me, it seems like the answer is yes, question mark. Is that uh, true? I think like, yes, exclamation point. Um, okay. Again, right, right, right. taking words that I heard from someone else, like, I'm probably going to vote for everyone that's running for re-election, um, especially after 17 goddamn months of virtual organizing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, okay. Well, can we, can we get a shout out I, for, yeah, for it. Can we get a shout out for them? Cause I, people might not know their names or who they are. So if you could. Yeah. Justin's going to have to it. fill in a couple of blanks for me. Um, Cause I don't pay attention to the stuff too well. Um, but running for re-election from Socialist Majority is Kevin Richardson from DSA uh, or North Carolina Triangle DSA. Um, yeah. Makiko James, DSA LA, Christian Hernandez, DSA North Texas. Um, not on the Socialist Majority slate, but on Renewal slate, which has some really good people. And I know I'll be ranking some of them. Um, is yeah. uh, Blanca Estevez and... Um, Austin Gonzalez, Blanca Estevez is from Northwest Arkansas DSA. Yeah, Arkansas. yeah, Arkansas DSA, and uh, Austin is from Richmond. I want to say, is that right? Yeah, Richmond, yeah. Virginia. Yeah, um, and there's a couple of other people running for re-election. Um, Justin, can you remind me of those of those names? Uh, there's Jenbo. Oh, uh, I know them from on Red Twitter. Star in SF. Yeah. Yeah, big, big yeah. poster. Yeah, we um, and we ne- I think- we need poster representation, right? Like, it's critical. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, well, a lot of DSA no, NPC are. people we're, are posters. We're like, I don't get how they post so much. Honestly, we could probably use some very offline representation. Let's be real, but. Well, I, I if if we could have another poster, I would love to have Tim Zhu on the yes. NPC. He's wait, an excellent is he poster. running? He's not running. No. Okay, that, I was like, wait, what? Where's the campaign? Like, where's the Dugs for Dugs? The Doug Emhoff yeah, himself. The Doug Emhoff caucus. Wow. Um, okay, cool. So I have a question really quick, though. So for NPC, like how many... How many positions are there? Like, uh, and then like, do we? How many people do I have to fucking rank? Fifteen plus the two YDSA people are already uh, elected, yes. but they get half a vote each. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, sorry, I don't know why that's funny, but um, <laughs> anyways, okay, so there's fifteen positions, and I mean. What is it like 50 people that are running for all this shit or more? Isn't it like 23 or I, I thought more people dropped out. It might be like 21. Oh. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah. So we're gonna have to break yeah. some hearts, but not too many. Yeah. 
I think it'll be fine. That almost makes it yeah. that almost makes it more heartbreaking, actually. But um wow, okay. Well, that will be I it. mean, there there's some people I'm gonna not mind ranking at the bottom of my list, yeah, honestly. I yeah, and I mean that's it. that's for the page that's for the Patreon, you know. So <laughs> um <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Uh okay, so I mean, do we have anything else to add on NPC caucus shit or are we ready to move forward? Um, yeah, I mean, I would just say like, uh, you know, I like the renewal slate a lot. Um, they're kind of focused on, you know, building the organization like regional orgs. Um, you know, a few of them are also on the international committee and were forces between behind, uh, resolution 14 and the delegation to Peru and Venezuela. And, uh, yeah, I would say renewal is pretty good. Um, yeah, Red and I'm, Roses I'm is maybe Kara, the biggest saying, caucus. Just saying, just yeah, saying. I'm ranking Kara. Just saying. Anyways, continue. Yeah, we're we're ranking Kara for reasons. Also, she's like it seems like Las Vegas is a very good chapter, oh, and she's obviously. done a very good job there. Yeah. And I would like to be in that chapter. So. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll you know, we, how it is. We love for Roy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry I interrupted you. Continue. Red and Roses. Yeah, we should probably talk about the Bread and Roses slate. Um, I believe they used to have maybe 2017 to 2019 sort of like a majority coalition on the NPC. Uh But this year they're just running three people. But they're kind of focused on like, uh, you know, like labor, but like the rank and file strategy, like industrializing, you know, people taking jobs, joining unions, and then like big kind of like universal campaigns like and uh class struggle elections um Cute. so i mean i i would guess they'll probably get their three people on the yeah, npc yeah, as well sure. with like how much vote whipping power they have they do good some good stuff with labor um and uh you know their tendency is big enough that they deserve repre- representation on the npc yeah. for sure mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Well, I feel like I have gained a little bit of understanding and clarity of like what the fuck I'm jumping into in terms of like the caucuses and the vibes and all that. But like, let's be real. The part that's the most like, I think, um, overwhelming for folks is just like all of these fucking resolutions and amendments and things like that. And so like, I just want to make it easy for folks to kind of just have like a little bit better of an understanding of like, yeah, like what are we voting on? What are we debating? What are we not debating? Um, so let's jump into that stuff. Sound good? Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Cool. So, okay. The thing that I was the most like confused about, well, I guess like just one of the things I'm confused about is like the consent agenda items. Um, so does anyone want to tell me like what that means? Yeah, I mean, basically, the consent agenda is, you know, you want to group things together, which are very popular, and people probably don't even need to debate. So, you know, it's stuff that's just going to pass, like, overwhelmingly. So let's, uh, you know, debate the more contentious stuff that has, you know, a bunch of amendments. And how was that decided? Uh, that's that's a good question. We basically had a, a survey sent out to delegates 
And um, I think I'm not sure if every delegate necessarily knew about it. I'm not I sure what the turnout so. was, but it wasn't 100%. Um, I made some mistakes filling out the delegate survey, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we got to do the best we could do with... Uh, you know, what we have in this online convention. Yeah, please, please do. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so a survey was like Justin said, was sent out to uh, every delegate that had registered, I believe. Um, and, and it was basically a, do you support this resolution? Yes or no. Uh, do you think this resolution should be debated at the convention? Yes or no. Um, not every delegate returned a response, but I think a pretty high number. Um, the number that I saw thrown around was something over 750 respondents, which is pretty, That's good. pretty good. Yeah, That's better than uh, I thought. Given the yeah. number of, of resolutions, amendments, um, changes in emails that have been coming from national uh, to delegates, I was kind of surprised to see that that many people uh you know, actually opened it, but actually filled it out too. Um, yeah, no, that's impressive, honestly. So that, yeah. I mean, that yeah. makes me feel a little bit better because like, honestly, I was concerned that this was based on like 14 people. You know what I mean? Yeah, like not no, literally, no. but like, like, like literally though, <laughs> like I could have seen something like that happening. Um, and so <laughs> that's reassuring. Um, but, you know, I still do have some concerns and like, I do think it's worth I think it's worth discussing, which like that is the concern in itself is that like, this is stuff that we won't be con discussing at the convention. Correct. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I think the worst for me, one of the worst outcomes of this convention is that we all go into it and everything passes, uh, which would not right. be a good use of yeah. our time. Yeah, no, and I think that, you know, something else important to note that I can't remember which one of you brought this up, but I mean, everyone's fucking burnt out, you know, like this has been a rough year, year and a half, whatever, like life. Um, but like, you know, we have to be, again, like thoughtful and concise on, you know, what we're going to be focusing on as an organization and as organizers and what we're asking our organizers to focus and put their labor toward um first so the things that did get on the consent agenda they did have a pretty high threshold of support for what actually got on there um but yeah I, I agree that there is definitely value in having some things debated or some things discussed whether or not it's going to be on the consent agenda because yeah i don't know i feel like telling people what they're going to be organizing for for the next two years is not as helpful as like getting people excited about um what the what these new priorities what, what these new priorities right. are going to be yeah um i mean of these ones that are listed or any of the others that are part of the consent agenda are there any in particular that y'all are kind of like huh on or i mean well one thing that's on the cons consent agenda is the <clears throat> strengthening ydsa resolution okay yeah which it, Budgets like, you know, I, I don't know the exact number, but, uh, you know, several hundred thousand dollars, including like stipends for like YDSA leadership. And YDSA is like a thousand people. There's like 94,000 DSA members. Uh, it seems like from what I've heard from YDSA people, it's more of a 
structure problem than a, you know, we need to dump more money into it problem. So that was kind of strange to me that it made consent. Total cost for one year, $401,000. And again, like this isn't to say that resources shouldn't be going towards this, but when you frame it in that way, that it's like $400,000 for a thousand members when there's 94,000 members in BSA, you know, it's just like, we need to think about this and we shouldn't be blanket approving it. In my opinion, it should be things that we should at least be discussing and like letting our members know the context of this. I don't know. Um, you're not wrong there. Um, I also, I don't want to say I balk at the price, but I get a little suspicious of it. Um, partially because I feel like there's no connection in most places between DSA and YDSA. I know that's certainly the case in yeah. Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. I know that we have had, in the last couple of years, we've had a liaison on our local council between, um, you know, Seattle DSA and YDSA, but if they were ever liaising with a membership, I have no idea. Um, So maybe there should be like closer engagement between the two um, instead of like putting money into building a parallel org that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like opportunities for like mutual, like mentorship and like learning and like, uh, networking bullshit, whatever. Like, yeah, cool. I'm down with that. But like 400 K like I, again, like I'm not even saying no necessarily, but it should definitely be discussed. IMO. Um, the resolution 21 that is part of the consent agenda, like it's $187,000, which yeah, like, you know, that's, that's still a lot of money. Um, and what I was confused about was that, yeah. So, and again, I'm confused right now. Um, is that, yeah, there's agenda 20 or there's resolution 21 and resolution 20. They're both about tenant organizing stuff. Um, and so, yeah, it just seems like maybe something worth discussing. Um, so yeah. Do you guys have any input on those resolutions? Um, I would trust the one that passed the consent agenda just because uh, some Washington, D.C. folks were involved in that. And they've uh, run a very successful um, tenant organizing you know, campaign called Stomp Out Slumlord. So I trust that. I would probably just vote no on anything at this point with autonomous in the name. <laughs> I mean, we all live, yeah. live Chaz. Uh, I, I'm just not going to do it. Um, you know, may, maybe, maybe it's okay, but I'm instinctively voting no. Yeah. I'm probably going to do the same for the same exact reasons. Okay. So just to be clear, because again, like to me, this is all just confusing. So 21 good, 20 bad. Um, if, if we're simplifying things like an even simpler way is vote yes on 21 vote no on 20 right right okay because i'm sure the people who author these uh author number 20 have the best intentions of course but um the reputation yeah. of the stomp out slumlords campaign from dc um wins out for me yeah okay and but yeah and i mean you know again it's just like i as someone who I just, I see $187,000. I'm not saying that like that shouldn't be spent, but like, I, I do still think that, you know, it, it's maybe worth discussing. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I mean, are there any others? Uh, I know that Roy, one of your, uh, one of the resolutions that you co-authored is on the consent agenda. Do you want to give a shout out to that one? Sure. Uh, 
So you're probably talking about resolution number 31. Um, yes. Making DSA a multiracial and anti-racist organization. Um, my name is on this resolution, yes. but I feel I would be stealing uh, author valor if I did not say that the heavy work was by Kevin, Christian, and Mikiko. Um, but basically, um, this resolution is an attempt to push back against the um, encroaching ideologies of um, class reduction, class reductionism, and race essentialism, where um, everyone here knows what class reductionism is, but race essentialism is the like um, believe clap emoji, uh, black clap emoji, women clap emoji, in the sense that like it reduces uh, I, um, political struggle to the ideology of pr the person making an argument, and it just kind of promotes this right. like figurehead politics versus like a collective approach to yep. the liberation of all of us. Um, and also we organize in the United States where you cannot separate race and class, like full stop. Um, if you disagree, maybe you should read black reconstruction, um, and learn something. Um, but yeah, basically that we want DSA's national campaigns to at the very least, like take into account, um, are we building up our, um, non-white leadership? Um, are we um, are the approaches we we're taking just kind of tokenizing people, which is probably easy, happens a lot more than we like to admit. Um, and it's an easy trap to fall into. Um, but if we're going to, you know, build this um, big movement of the multiracial multi working class, we should probably, you know, uh, actively recruit and target and adjust our campaigns to speak to as many people as possible while not compromising on our goals and principles. Cool. Um, so, I mean, so that one, obviously we love, we feel good about, um, the other one, one that I was curious about that I think one of you mentioned earlier was 14. So committing to international socialist solidarity, does anyone have, info on that one do we feel good about how that one was written yeah i mean roy would maybe know more about this than me but um yeah i mean in in 2019 the international committee was uh restructured a bit uh before then it was a little bit um some might call it you know uh third campus or whatnot where there was a lot of you know criticism of, uh, you know, socialist movements abroad, you know, mass parties abroad, whereas now we're, we're kind of like trying to form relationships with these uh, mass parties. And that's kind of culminated in this delegation to uh, Peru and then Venezuela, right, where right. various DSA members met Evo Morales in Bolivia. Um, or sorry, you know, Evo Morales, sorry, former <laughs> president of Bolivia. And then people met uh, the more controversial, mm -hmm. you know, part of this was people met with, uh, Nicolas Maduro of, uh, Venezuela. And so there was a little bit of, uh, drama online over that. Right. And so despite that drama, this did get into the consent agenda item and we are supporting, correct? Yeah. 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 Cool. 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 Definitely. Um, and then, you know, the other ones that are in there, there was, uh, 
24 for size inclusivity. Obviously, you know, I think that's fine. I think it's kind of vanity. Yeah. Could have been an email. Could have been an email. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Could have been a Slack um, post. It could have. It yeah. It could have been an email to yeah whoever your merchandise vendor whoever is, but it's fine. Um, uh, 28. The grievance officers. I feel good about that one. Do you guys have any like what's the vibe check from y'all? I feel pretty good about it. Um, yeah, so like I really I feel don't know much as, about it, but so my thing is but, is like someone who has dealt with fucking weirdos in DSA. I'm sorry, but like as yeah, you yeah. know, and like a lot of we have to a lot of people have <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, yeah. I think that a lot of the time it does put local chapters in a really fucking weird space and place and that like they don't know what to do with these people and like they don't know how to deal with these really weird situations and like things that come up. And so, yeah, I think that having like grievance officers to help guide and like figure out what the fuck to do in these situations that just like anytime you're going to have an org of 94,000 people, like it's just bound to happen, you know. Um, so I think it's good. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a general consensus that our grievance process is a very big vulnerability yeah. and a lot of bad things happen and it damages the org. Yep. Like, I don't think this fixes that. No, like, it puts I'm, 20K right. yeah. into, like, you know, transformative justice, restorative justice mm -hmm. training for HDOs. Mm -hmm. Like, fine. Like, I, I don't think it'll fix all our problems, but, like, it's kind of like we need to do something, so... This is something maybe it'll help, but uh, we should think on it some more. Cool. Yeah, no, that's super fair. Um, and then, yeah, I thought that uh, number 33, the resolution for better resolutions, like, wow. <laughs> I just, um, whoever wrote that, I feel like was feeling salty, but I'm here for it. How are we feeling about it? It's using petty for a good reason, but yeah, it could have been, right. you Exactly. Right. Yeah. It, it, it definitely felt shady, but like I LOL'd, so yeah. it's fine. Definitely needed. Um, I'm not gonna yeah. lie, because right. unless you're yeah. on well, Twitter and you see someone sharing the right, yep, right Google form. Yeah, and a big reason like people are in these caucuses. We talked about caucuses was just for like networking clout. and learning about Sorry. all this like inside <laughs> baseball shit. Yeah, you mean um, clout. So yeah. if if. Well, and if this inside baseball stuff was less, you know, opaque, um, you know, you wouldn't need to be in a caucus to be in the know. It would democratize information exactly. a little bit more. Yeah. A little bit more quickly. And that's why we have a podcast. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. we're, we're doing exactly. that. Exactly. No, but like, I don't know. I just, I... Yeah, I, I, it feels like, yeah, unless you're part of like the Doug Emoff caucus, then like you're probably, you might not know what's going on with the resolutions, you know? Um, and like, I feel very blessed to be part of that group who does kind of know. But yeah, like a lot of people, they don't know what the fuck is going on. They don't know how to submit a resolution. They don't know how to sign or vote or do the things. And um, so, yeah, that needs to be figured out, I think for sure. And, you know, connected to the, it's not the same thing but this is something that i complained to y'all about like via text a lot was um 
the at large like voting stuff you know i think it's kind of similar vibes and that it's yeah. just like unless you're online like there's no way for you to campaign like there's no way for you to like tell people like or ask people or talk to people about like what like you should be running on um and yeah it's just like it shouldn't be for just online people you know it should you know there should be some offline energy for sure um cool so that is all of the stuff that will just be either like blanket voted yes or no on or people can pull things out and so i think to to round out that conversation you know a lot of it is good and again even those things that we talked about before that are going to cost a little bit more money and things like that like they are still good it's just like it's it's the question of whether or not they might need to be pulled to be discussed or whether they should be like blanket voted on but overall good vibes i would say yeah totally yeah yeah Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so now we're going to move on. Mostly fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to move on to the stuff that is going to be uh, argued or, as Roy corrected me, debated amongst comrades. Respectfully. Um, respectfully, obviously. Yeah, in good faith. In great faith. Only great faith amongst <laughs> comrades. Um, so, you know, let's just dive into... I think one of them that we talked about a little bit offline before was the DSA for 25 an hour. Um, that's resolution 22. And so um, do either you kind of, or do either of you want to give a little bit of a summary of what that resolution is? Um, so the TLDR is that um, this says that DSA should pay full, full-time staff a minimum of $25 an hour. Uh, with raises uh, due to um, oh, inflation, cost of living, whatever, whatever, um, which sounds all well and good. Um, but on what, the surface, right? Yeah, on the surface. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the like, of thing course, we support me, a $25 an hour minimum yeah, wage, right? Of course. Of course. Workers, like, no question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what this doesn't mention is that. Um, a couple of things. DSA staff already paid $25 an hour per their union contract that they themselves negotiated. Um, I don't love the idea of the membership of DSA getting into um, or interjecting itself into a union contract that, again, uh, staff of DSA themselves have negotiated yeah. um, with DSA. Yeah. Um, Another thing that people don't often know is that DSA staff is, they're, I don't know if they're told not to or they're asked to not opine politically on things. So, like, we literally cannot ask staff what they think about this. Um, wow. Which is not okay. great. So, yeah. no. um, you know, that saying, like, nothing about us without us that people love to cling to sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It kind of wait but okay connected to that though what about all the resolutions that we were talking about before that are like half your time's going to be spent on this half your time's going to be spent on that do you feel like that's different because that's like the direction of the organization versus like bargaining unit bullshit you know what i mean yeah i think that's totally different um because we're yeah, not okay. like like these resolutions that call for a staffer they the resolutions don't have a job description attached to them uh, so the right. NPC that gets elected, they're tasked with 
you know, implementing these resolutions. There's a personnel committee. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into like creating a job and getting someone hired in DSA. Cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, I think you explained it really well is that, yeah, like, you know, of course, $25 an hour minimum, like that sounds great. But the reality is, is like these workers are already getting that. And like, as someone and like, this was very personal to me as someone who like organizes organizers and like campaign workers, the thought of like, the fucking Democratic Party coming in and saying like, oh, you should only or like, this is what your minimum wage should be. Absolutely not. No, this is what the workers get to decide. So like, just because we're socialists and we're fucking radical or whatever, doesn't mean that we get to step over workers and their bargaining unit and like what they do. It's just, yeah, dumb, 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 dumb. So I would... I would support this if it was twenty six dollars an hour and not twenty five. I'm to the left of this resolution. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. Um. So in that case, so like, are so we're voting now? Is that correct? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Voting 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 Yeah. Yeah. Big same. Um. Official freak recommendation to vote no is is what I'm saying on this one. Sorry, we're against twenty five dollars an hour around here. Um. Anyways. Um. Okay. So. So what about? Do we want to discuss the child care for all one or no? It's good. It's very good. Is it good? Okay. Yeah. So how do we feel? Yeah. So like, give give a quick summary. How do we feel? Um, I think this would have made the consent agenda, but the auth- there was a resolution that I think was deemed friendly by the author of this resolution, and I think the amendment was yes. co-authored by uh, someone or someone's in Portland or from Portland DSA. Um, and the reason that's notable is that Portland's, uh, I think last year, I want to say, yeah, I want to say last year, maybe the year before, they ran a very successful tax the rich for uh, universal childcare in Portland, um, which literally just you know tax the wealthiest wealthiest people in Portland and pay for childcare um, and pay childcare workers like a living wage. Um, so the resolution got an amendment um, that I think was deemed friendly. So. I think that's the only reason it's not on the consent agenda. Okay. Yeah. And just, yeah. So for people who don't realize this, cause I needed this explained to me. So yeah, like if, if a resolution has an amendment on it, it can't be part of the consent agenda. Correct. Like it has correct. to be, you have to vote on the amendment and then vote on the resolution. Is that correct? Is that how it works? Yeah. Amendment or amendments, plural. Right. And we'll get into that yeah. later. I'm sure. No, yeah. Well, yes, we will. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay cool so yeah child care one sounds good um what about 26 the basically i am calling it the dsa to 100k resolution is that a fair uh way to name it um 26 or no no it, you might be confusing that with the dsa i probably 100k am. yeah that would be 27 oh. yeah. 27. Wow. Yeah. So sorry. So, so, so sorry. Yeah. So, tw- <laughs> so 27. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think 27 would have gone to consent agenda. Um, but there is a 
amendment because the first whereas says with a membership of over 100,000 and I think it's being amended to with a membership of almost 100,000. Um, oh, is that literally it? To my knowledge, yes, but I, I've oh, not read wait, everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's literally it. That's literally it. Okay, okay. so yeah, so, okay, so I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there. You know, Justin, I know that we've had conversations, you know, about the DSA to 100K. Are, are you going to be voting in favor of this uh, resolution? Yeah, no, I think it's good. Um, you know, I think uh, one part me- mentions that it uh, would prioritize recruiting people of color. Um, it would create sort of a template for recruitment and uh, retention of membership. So in general, I think the GDC is doing good work. We need more more touches you know right. of new members and more engagement of existing members we need to uh yeah i mean we need we need to have more active members and less paper members we need more shooters and uh this would help us recruit more people and retain more people and it's good awesome and so you know connected to dsa 100k um roy the people the people want to know did you ever get your hat uh, I no, I have not gotten a hat. Um, wow! I've never seen one in person, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure that everyone on Twitter is playing a huge prank on me with these hats. Yeah, I don't think they're real. I've never seen one IRL so either. either. Justin, yeah. you know, I you're was in Vegas guy. two weeks ago, and nobody had a DSA hat. Same. Sus, sus, Very. sus, sus, sus. sus. So Justin, you don't have a DSA hat. Either. I am a hat guy. I don't like I, you know, I've recruited a bunch of people to DSA, but I kind of do it like slowly over time. You, and you uh, don't put it in I was the, in leadership and was very busy. You don't put it into the like during the, the front organizing drive. form and get your point. Like, wow. You know, I, sh- I should have done Seattle that. Seattle could have been so much higher like on the leaderboard, people, dude. But. Like, what are you doing? We were very, we, well, that was, <laughs> hey, there's 2,000 members in our chapter. It wasn't only me, buddy. So, uh, oh, oh my God. Okay. Okay. So we're voting yes on that one. Is a collective, uh, lack of recruitment. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's all about the collective. Yeah. Um, okay. And so I see, exactly. I don't know who added this one, Dem Sock Party. Yeah. We don't need to talk about the also ran resolutions that are calling for a party that, it's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, wait. So, again, I need, like, I don't know what you guys are talking about unless there's a number. Um, so, yeah, the notes just say Demsock parties. Right. Sorry, it's resolution 11. Okay, resolution 11. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, campaign for a socialist democratic party. Okay, so we've got some Seattle people on here. Okay, we do. We definitely okay, do. Okay. So- so uh, let's get some context on this one, number 11, which is campaign for a democratic socialist party let's hear it um yeah i mean so this resolution is kind of uh you know calling for you know us to try and accelerate you know the dirty break uh form an independent political party i mean we all know the democratic party you know is bad um but uh and you know, people are a little paranoid that, uh, you know, as DSA runs people on the Democratic Party ballot line, 
you know, there's prone to, uh, you know, getting too cuddly with the Democrats, mm-hmm. the NGOs, and all the various organizations that kind of form the cadre of the Democratic parties. So they're saying, let's accelerate the break and let's do a big uh, campaign to try and like get people to flock to this new, uh, you know, independent party. Oh, and how do we feel about this? Um, I would, I'm a no on this uh, for yeah. many reasons, um, but I would suggest that listeners listen to Justin's series on Harry Truman and learn about, um, was it George Wallace, Henry Wallace, his attempts to form a party after the 48 convention? Justin, you can correct yeah. me on the, the dates. It was, it was uh, yeah. No, George, George Wallace George is Wallace the is bad, bad Wallace. Okay. It was, Henry uh, Wallace, Henry thank Wallace. You. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, how did that work out for him? He was a labor guy, right? Yeah, he got, I think, around 8% of the That's vote, not good, believe, right? We don't, like we, don't, we don't win with 8%. No, 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 no. Okay, that's some that's some essential worker party shit, right? Some Josh Wash shit. Yeah. Um. So, uh, okay. So, and I mean, there, there's kind of a theme of this, uh, that that happens is these kind of resolutions. So the other one, and yeah, I don't know if we want to talk about it much or not, but I'm gonna skip ahead. We can go back a little bit, but uh, so resolution eight on building a mass socialist party. Um, that that's a so that's a different one from eleven, right? Yeah, uh, eight is the resolution. It's called "Towards a Mass Party in, in the United States." Um, this was authored and signed on by everyone on the National Electoral Committee, uh, which I serve and volunteer. Um, basically, wait, did you sign um, on to this one? <laughs> Did yeah, sign on to this one, one of the authors. Wait, but yeah. okay, so okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Wait, but Number you eight. didn't do the amendments. You didn't do the amendments, right? No, we've not gotten there yet. Okay, okay, we'll get into that. Okay, we'll get into that. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, please, please speak on your uh, resolution, Roy. My apologies. Sure. Um, most of this text was written by others. Um, I don't want to like steal any valor uh, or anything like that. Um, but Go the TLDR is that um, <clears throat> more or less kicking the can down the road for a future day on when we actually break from the Democratic Party. But in the meantime, um, we continue to use the line where we need to to win. Um, for example, here in Washington, um, if we want to run someone against, say, Adam Smith, we're not going to win or have a chance of winning if we say uh run on a democratic socialist party line because we don't have enough power we don't have enough organization we have not practiced all the organizing tactics it takes to win um so what this resolution says is that we will keep practicing we will keep honing our skills we'll keep winning where we have been winning um chicago uh new york city um san francisco the east bay um but also like Tennessee and uh, hopefully Florida with Richie Floyd. Um, the important thing is yes. like we're not running as Democrats because we're Democrats. We're running as Democrats because we want to fucking win. Um, and exactly. until we're strong enough yeah. to break, 
and we have a base of support that's going to follow us when we break, um, we should just keep getting better and better and better at running elections so that, um, you know, we can win 45 out of 45 nationally endorsed uh, campaigns in a single cycle versus just 29 out of 45 last year. Um, Right. I mean, you know, still here for it, but I, I totally agree. And so, uh, so here's the thing. I read that fucking resolution. I'm like, I'm here for this. Absolutely. And then what happens is like, I log on to Twitter as, as one does as a DSA delegate does as your duties. Um, and you know, there's this, there's just a, I think it was the day that like the, all the amendments, maybe it was a day all the amendments got posted or they just were all getting posted around that time. And um, some amendments to uh, that resolution came up that uh, people online, uh, including myself, I had a tweet that went like, I mean, not viral, but like, you know, more than eight likes um, uh, Huge on some of these. Right. No, big, big <laughs> shit, big shit. We love to see it. And so, um, I mean, the the amendments that I saw that were concerning um were one of them was around um ngp van (laughs) um which was uh so it reads resolve that dsa will explore developing or procuring alternate alternatives to electoral technology uh controlled by the democratic party and allied organizations such as ngp van um and then uh also resolved um, that instead of tactically con- contesting partisan elections on the Democratic uh, ballot line, it changed it to maintaining uh, flexibility with regard to ballot lines um, running as independent socialists or in the Democratic primary, whichever uh, makes sense, basically. Um, so, Roy, how do you feel about these amendments that were made to uh, a resolution that you're signed on? Yeah, uh, so this resolution is an interesting one. Um, I don't quite understand the uh, reason behind some of the asks behind it. Um, So uh, one of the first amended resolve says that DSA and its local chapters reject the strategy of capturing the capitalist-controlled Democratic Party, which I'm pretty sure no one is calling for that. I think that yeah. might be throwing shade at Nevada, um, the Nevada Dem situation where um, organizers from Las Vegas DSA took over the executive positions of the party um, because their local conditions allowed for it, um, which is not something that right. is the same anywhere else in most cases. And Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like, first off, no one... It, no one is asking for us to take over the Democratic Party. Um, I think we've, I think we all kind of know that that's not going to happen, or it's not possible. Realignment yeah, realignment is dead. Yeah, yeah. like, um, yeah, the fucking Bernie twenty sixteen, like everyone become a PCO bullshit. Like, I'm sorry, but that's over, right? Like, and we all know that. Which I did. No, I and, did too. Uh, it was yeah, bad. Exactly. Yeah, the time to plot for a mass takeover of the Democratic Party is dead. Um, but if you have a chance to do it in your local, um, why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, yeah. take into consideration your local conditions because they are going to be different literally everywhere. 
Um, exactly. So like maintaining technical flexibility with regard to ballot lines, that's fine to me. That seems like semantics. Um, obviously, whichever ballot line will best allow us to run clusterable candidacies. Um, again, no one is arguing this. Um, not to my knowledge. I'm getting to the big thing is that DSA will explore, will explore developing or procuring yes, alternatives to electoral technology. Um, this fart noise, like I'm sorry, stupid. Yeah, like why? Um, like okay, I just I want to. I'm sorry. Like I know I said no socialist slander, but this is the one fucking thing that I will say. I don't know who the fuck wrote this, but stop it. <laughs> Stop it! Like, no! We do not need a fucking... I mean... Yeah, I mean... Like, if you actually think that we should be investing the money that we have in DSA, which, you know, what, 10 mil, something like that, like, if we should be investing some of that into a NGP van alternative, we would need our entire fucking budget to create something legitimate that's going to do that, in my personal opinion. And also... In my opinion, again, as someone that, like, I organize organizers, what we need to be prioritizing is fucking putting money into training and development of organizers so that people know how to fucking use Van. I'm sorry. Like, it's just, it's there and we need to use it. And creating a new tool is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Um, so I would love to Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree even more more strongly, I don't know if that's the right tense, whatever. Um, especially yeah. because the big thing that people who often say, or at least over the last couple of years, have said, like, yeah, we got to get off a of van. It's terrible. It doesn't work, which I'm sure that might be true. I don't know. Um, they'll point to something called Project Rosa, which um, is supposed stupid. to be. <laughs> well, I don't know that it's stupid. Um, I've, I've no, never seen I'm not saying it's stupid. Like that, but it's sa- a project that's been dead yeah. for like two plus years. That's so, what I'm saying. It's stupid to even point to it. Is what I'm saying is like it's it's yeah. dead. Like stop. Like um, yeah, and like sure, I'm sure someone will, in good faith, of course, say, um, well, this only calls for exploring the development or procuring an alternative to man, which. Like, sure, have the NPC write an email to itself saying... You're going to fucking put DSA National on eCanvasser? You know what I mean? It's just like, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Like, I... Yeah, no. Like... And I mean... For what it's worth, like, I've talked to some Bread and Roses people, and and it's more like they know we're not going to create an alternative to Van anytime soon. It's more like... uh, Figure out what we would need and like estimate the costs, like that kind of thing. But here's the like, um, we, sh- I'm sorry, like that could have been an email. We shouldn't e- well, From not only NEC, could that maybe. have been an email, no, but like, so this should, I don't know why this was put in as an amendment to this resolution. I don't get it. And also, like, it's just that could be a conversation in like five years, maybe maybe probably not maybe 10 years whatever uh but like no like if we want to have a conversation about it here's the conversation it's going to cost way too much fucking money it's not achievable in the short term and in the short term and really in the long term like we should just be focusing on building our org so that like something like that actually could be possible but 
today absolutely not like it just it makes no sense yeah okay and so like, you said it yourself who, like um, we have tons of organizers that don't know how to use van we have chapters that don't even know that yes. they had van through the national org so yeah no like i you know, so. i firmly believe that we are in a moment right now that like we're in a training crisis which like i know that sounds stupid but like I legitimately believe that like we need to invest a lot of money into like training and giving organizers tools like, you know, DSA campaign workers, whatever. Um, because yeah, I mean like, yeah, we can talk about like, Oh, the democratic party, like they could have access and they could shut you off or this or that. They're not going to fucking do that anytime soon because guess what? We're not powerful enough yet. Like that's just the reality. Like, you know, they did that to fucking Bernie Sanders, but that was different. And I think that, it's like, it's going to be a long time until we need to be worried about that. And like what we need to do now, like you said, is yeah, like we need, we need chapters to know how to use van and we need to fucking win. Like that's what we need to be having conversations about. Not about how much a fucking van alternative would cost in fucking la la land. Like it's not happening. Yeah. Come on. And also like, like no disrespect just, yeah. to the org, but like, Getting membership, uh, up-to-date membership information from National uh, is not something that's done as easily as it should be. Like, we have other things to worry about, you know. Um, yeah. We don't have 10, 15 years to develop a app when the ocean is on fire. No, no. Not to, like, and, and, yeah, it's just like... Everyone, but. I'm sorry, but anyone that says that Van doesn't work well, like, okay, I'm not saying it's a fucking flawless tool by any means, but like, they just don't know how to use it. And like, I'm, that isn't to fucking like boohoo on you or whatever, but the reality is, is yeah, like you need training. And like, that is what we should be investing money in is like providing like mass training to organizers on how to fucking cut turf, how to like build a VPB, like shit. I mean, that yeah like can you imagine if people like just knew how to douche things like that like locally yeah. and nationally wow um you shout out to okay, queen's so, dsa for their training series on their electoral strategy and you know doing skill shares on literally everything they do yeah dude including how no, to that's fucking rad no what i mean like you know so i will give a shout out to like i i was looking at the convention like workshops and stuff there's like van 101 i think there's like action network 101 like Go to shit like that. That is important. Like in my yeah. opinion, if that's this, like if you don't know what Van is, go to that. Like please, you know, like just so that you can have a super basic understanding of like what we're working with and the tools that like are going to allow us to like connect with voters and stuff. Um, so yeah, I feel like my overall takeaway of Resolution Eight is like vote against these amendments, but for the resolution. Yes. Yes. Can we do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, like, I mean, I think the the bread and roses resolution is like the most acceptable of these dirty break, like clean breakish resolution. I'm voting I'm against it. I'm sorry. Probably not gonna yeah. vote for it, but like, it's not. Yeah, I'm probably gonna vote against it but it's not like i might have voted for it if they wouldn't have fucking thrown that van thing in but even then i would have been like uh uh." but like it i'm just like why (laughs) like i feel like that was a personal attack on my soul um 
but yeah, so that so eight we feel good about overall the the amendments, eh. and then um, eleven oh. was the one that's like cringier. Yeah. yeah, that's the one we don't want. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> to say two other things words, about yeah. eight. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so resolution eight calls for two full time staff. Um, right now we have a part time staff. Um, who's great, but just, we, if we're going to take elections seriously, we need someone oh, full time. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And uh, I forget exactly what it calls for, but I think it's one full time staffer to support the NEC um, and grow its bandwidth, but also a full time fundraiser so that um, we can throw, throw down yes. more when we endorse candidates nationally. Oh, yeah. No, I love that, honestly. Like, fucking get that cash. Um, Cool. Okay, so yeah, I'm here for that. Love to see it. Uh, So going back up a little bit, I know we jumped around a little, but I just, I felt like 8 and 11, even though they're different, like it's same kind of vibes, um, like the clean break, dirty break sort of shit. Um, Are there any other resolutions like that are, that are that sort of stuff or do we not care? There are, and... I don't care though. I don't Perfect. Yeah. So we're, but, so we're going to recommend yeah. to not care. Um, so the, I have two more that I'm interested in. Um, and then like, if anybody else has ones they want to bring up, we can, but uh, so resolution five, which I'm calling the Shama resolution. Um, does anyone want to speak on that one? Are you talking about the like an amendment to the labor so. resolution? Isn't it number yeah. five? Am I a resolution? <laughs> the resolution yeah. is number yeah, five. So yeah. amendment number two on resolution five. Yeah. Okay. That's the one that's like kind of like railing at the union bureaucrats or whatever yes. and calling for union uh, organizers to take like a worker's salary. Yeah. So let me, I'll, I'll kind of give a little context on this one because it, it is a labor one and that's why it kind of piqued my interest and the shama of it all, of course. And so part of it that I mm-hmm. read that I thought was good, um, was it said DSA should argue, uh, for the labor movement to end its abusive relationship with the democratic party and help build a new working class party. I don't know about the working class party part, but like, the part I agree with, um, and like this is something that like I've been really proud of with IUPAT, like with the Pro Act campaign, is basically they said to like all these fucking Democrats, like, look, you either fucking show up or like we're never showing up for you again. Like your fucking reelection, like f- good luck, you know. Um, and so it's like you know the labor movement no longer needs to fucking be like beholden to the Democratic Party. Like we don't need to be giving them cash or like fucking volunteers and shit if they're not if they're not going to do the basic things we need them to do. And so I super hear like what they're saying in that, which yeah, DSA should argue for the labor movement to end its abusive relationship with the democratic party. I feel good about that. Um, the part that I, and I don't even know how I feel about necessarily, but like, I know others have been concerned or like talking about online is the part that basically says that like union leaders, uh, a lot of union leaders are bad um, and says that like they should not take wages that are above like what the workers in their unions make is kind of the vibe I got. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. I mean, uh, 
Yeah, the there is a class about that, and uh, to which I would say, you know, like uh, politicians or even union leaders that have been corrupt, like they didn't make all their money from their salary. No, I mean, they no. had a lot of other arrangements. So, like, I don't really care. It's kind of I, I feel like that part is a little bit unnecessarily That's how I feel antagonistic too. and yeah. proving a point just because like. You know, Lenin and the Satan Revolution said that, like, you know, socialist bureaucrats in the socialist state should take a worker's wage. I feel like they're riffing off of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, in general, like, uh, I think it's fine for us to push for, like, democratizing unions. But we also don't want to be like the outsiders, like leafleting workers on the yeah. picket line, like taking that mentality right. either. So, like. There's a balance there, too. Yeah, no, I feel you. And, like, I don't know, just the whole, like, wage. Th and, yeah, like, I don't know. Lenin, whatever, cool. But, like, uh, the, like, I just, I feel like, I'm sorry, but, like, if I'm going to make 100K, like, I'm going to be happy to make 100K. And, like, if that makes me a bad socialist, yeah. like, fucking cancel me. I'm sorry. Like, you know, and this really, yeah. to me, it even points to, like, um, I, and I know it's not exactly the same, but, like, with our state legislature, like, they only make $42,000 a year, dude. And it's, like them making a fucking quote unquote working class uh, wage. Like, you can't tell me that's changing anything <laughs> like it's still a bunch of fucking like people that are uh like that have privilege and that have money already and so like i feel like saying that I, it, it's just that like a cool it sounds good but it doesn't actually mean anything like in my opinion like these people should be getting paid more money and we should be advocating for all workers to be getting paid more but i don't know roy do you have any thoughts yeah, I'm generally pro workers getting paid, and in this case, I'm yeah, still right. pro workers getting paid. Um, yeah, no, it's and I think, like you said, I think it's antagonistic for like no reason. Um, yeah, it doesn't say if you're corrupt, you're not getting your money on payroll. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, I that's that's where I'm at, and I feel like you know, I I I think these conversations were had online a little bit, but like. Yes, obviously, there are a lot of union leaders that are corrupt, but again, the answer to that isn't paying them less. The answer is like building a mass socialist movement that like, you know, actually fucking has, you know, like has socialists in unions and has people that are running for these positions and like that actually are showing up to meetings that are rank and file and stuff like that. You know, like that's what matters, not fucking docking their pay like i just yeah, I don't we should it. organize our cadre um, into replacing them and then bring yeah, class it, I mean, struggle into those positions instead yeah exactly yeah okay so okay so are we voting for or against the amendment what's the vibe or can we not say it for fear of getting canceled I mean, I'm voting against the amendment. Yeah, I'll probably vote against it. There's a lot of stuff in here I do like, which is a shame. I know. Um, like, it's a shame. I'm never going to call for a worker just... to make less money. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And I, and again, I actually think this is, I'm not saying it's the same, but it's actually kind of similar to the $25 an hour thing. Like, fucking let the unions decide. 
you know, like it's not really my place to be like, they should make less or more. Um, Are there any other resolutions that we want to talk about before we wrap things up? Um, There are two resolutions that got pulled and then shoehorned into um, that electoral resolution as an amendment. We could talk about the. Yeah. Can you explain that? Thank you. Amendment number six, it's an amendment to resolution number eight, um, put together by some folks from Seattle and Portland and Phoenix. So that's the one that we talked about before, but these are different. So the amendment we had talked about before that was like the, the NGP van bullshit, that was resol- yeah. that was five. Now yeah, we're talking amendment. about six and seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so there are, Number six is one that is also related to the dirty break. Some folks want to accelerate it. Um, but like we've said before, we don't, we're not powerful enough to break from the democratic party and bring a base of support with us. Um, so I feel like that's just a non-starter. Um, and amendment number seven, um, that one was cringe, in my opinion. Yeah, this one, the... <laughs> um, this is the one I was thinking of when I mentioned yeah. the other 2020... Yeah, yeah so yes. this one says the NEC, or the NPC, in consultation with the NEC, uh, locals and staff, is tasked with identif- identifying the 10 most promising 2022 races around the country in which to run a strong DSA candidate independent of the party. Or of the Democratic Party. Sorry, don't murder me or that. Um, <laughs> but it, I'm going to say it feels like a big misunderstanding of how this organization works. Um, to yes, me, this reads thank like, you. like you're calling the manager and telling them to find 10 candidates that are strong enough to where they can top realistically 10. win. Yeah, top 10. Um, I'm Which, a hiring manager and Joshua I need the, to- Tollins, I need the Lee top Carter. 10. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh and like, God. it is Diana July Rose. of 2021. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Diana yeah. So, you know, I, I want to dig into the, into, the, into the logistics of this resolution. So we're halfway through yeah. 2021. Thank you. And we want to and find we're supposed to be out recruiting of nowhere dem- <laughs> 10 candidates <laughs> To run independent of oh, Democratic Party. To run as independence. Yes. yes. That's see, okay, I already read it and I was like, wait, you want to find 10 people to run for 2022, which is next year. And then I read, oh, also as independence. Also, oh. Yeah. That's bold. That's bold. No, like this literally felt like a reality show pitch to me. Like, we're gonna find the 10 best independent candidates across the country. And it's just like, and then we're gonna promote them. And I'm like, yeah. What? You think AOC would have won as (laughs) an independent candidate or Cori Bush or Jamal Bowman? No, and just the like you said, the logistics of it all. If you're running a serious national campaign for 2022, I would hope that you had started already. Exactly. Um, So the the idea of DSA to like let's say it started tomorrow, started an exploratory committee tomorrow on 
people to run in 2022. I'm sorry, but that's that's too late and it's not starting tomorrow. Like, so. Um, yeah. And there's also questions yeah. about the, about the org's um, uh, compliance abilities to recruit candidates. Um, just given the way the org is structured, there's still open questions about that at the NEC level. Um, but I don't think anyone's right. like really exploring so, them. So, you know, it's, so like it's one thing if you and me like as dsa members or whoever like we work together with our local to recruit someone who's going to run for a position and then like they receive an endorsement and blah 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 but for for dsa national to recruit people and without and and let's be honest like without the process of like yeah, like an endorse. Is there no endorsement process for promoting or recruiting these people? Is there like I just I don't know, but it's just not good vibes. Yeah, I don't see it happening. I don't see it passing. I don't think I don't see it getting much support. So here's um, my question, though, Roy, is like, so resolution eight, like I said before, and again, I know you say you didn't write it, but you signed on to it. Like, it seems fucking fine. Like, why? Why did all these amendments get thrown onto it? Um, that's a good question. Um <laughs> You know, everybody I'm wants to add your little you mark. Oh, just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it's just like why? Like, I, this is. I'm just asking, and like, just why? You know, like, yeah. I don't know. Well, you can always That's squeeze all. an extra line, like an extra banger line, onto those in this house. We believe signs. Right. Uh, in this house, we believe uh, in alternative uh, electoral technology infrastructures. Yeah. So get me that sign um yeah i mean so basically you know just to be super clear because again i think this is confusing it's like vote against these amendments on resolution eight but vote for resolution eight that's where i'm at um and yeah like i'm gonna need to have like notes and like guidance like if we could have a text chain that would be rad um But yeah, again, it's just like it's a it's a bummer that it's confusing. But I will say though, do read the resolutions if you're interested in them. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, like, I I did, and I no again for oh, not, me, not it's just literally you, but just like, like the listeners. Then yeah, no, listeners should read them. They actually, it sounds daunting, but like it it is actually interesting in my opinion. Like when I yeah. sat sat down to read them and gave myself the time, like of course I was dreading it, dreading mm-hmm. it, but. I mean, it, it's interesting and people put yeah. a lot of thought and uh, labor and like time into these resolutions. And so definitely be sure to like check them out. Um, yeah. One more thing. And, um, yeah. Uh, if you have questions about any of the resolutions or the amendments, um, I can almost guarantee that if you reach out to one of the authors, they'd be more than happy to talk to you and answer your questions. So if you have questions, so, of, so can yeah. Go ahead. Can you do that though? Like how? Um, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so reach out just, to the just, chapter that those members are in. Um, yeah, right. That's yeah, actually that you, honestly is probably the best call is to reach out yeah. to like a chapter that they're in, and then they'd be able to connect you. Um, but yeah. I mean, honestly, you know. I'll throw this out there too. I have not been active, but I have lurked the uh, the DSA Slack. Um, 
there's some good <laughs> combo going on in there. Am I there wrong? Is. Like, no, you know, like if you if you're wanting to kind of get like both sides of something or like kind of get like the pros and cons, like, you know, hop into one of those fucking channels and you don't even have to participate. Just like read through the thread and see what people are saying. It's like Twitter, but like even more hyped up. Like, yeah, I know people were like, oh, my God, it's going to be a disaster, but it's not been that bad. It is a lot of channels, but but they're broken. A lot of channels. Yeah. Yeah. It, but yeah, it's, it's fine, broken though. up into resolutions and amendments. And so, like, even though it's a lot of channels, if you're, there like, looking at your list, if you're looking at your list of resolutions, then, like, you know what to go to, and it actually does make sense. So, like, if you're just looking at it as a list without knowing what the fuck it is, you're like, why is there literally, like, 50 channels? But if you're like, oh, I want to know about resolution 8, like, then you can go to that. Or, like, amendment this, like, you can go to that. And so, yeah, I do think that that's helpful um, you know, hopefully this podcast has been slightly helpful. Um, is there anything else that either of you want to add before we, before we head out? Yeah, I'll add something, but Justin, go first. Um, oh yeah, I was just going to say like, I think, uh, this convention, I mean, we'll see, maybe <laughs> it, it could be a total shit show, but, uh, I think it's going to be a lot more positive than, the. <laughs> 2019 convention seem like and uh you know there, there's going to be less like kind of horizontalists you know like uh structurelessness you know type of resolutions passed and uh a lot of people want a strong national but they just want uh you know like uh, all these local chapters to feel like they're involved too and have some mm-hmm. connection to national and uh yeah i think it's gonna be good and uh Hopefully, you know, this this organization can continue growing and actually become more of a mass organization of the working class. But we'll see. Wow, beautiful. And Roy, let's hear it. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I went into the last convention very overwhelmed. So it was my first convention. I felt like I was just a baby organizer. And I yeah. convinced myself that, like, oh, my God, I have no place being in the same room is all these other delegates because they're all so much smarter than me and they're better organizers and et cetera, et cetera. Um, huh. We all start somewhere uh-huh. and like do yeah. not feel overwhelmed. Um, by the time the convention was over, I was so hyped and any, any sense of like burnout that I was feeling going into it was gone. Um, so yeah, have fun at convention. It's a great time. Talk to as many people as yeah. possible because Honestly, I wish it was IRL, but yeah, I, mean, I wish so too. Um, me for too. me, it's going to be probably because <laughs> I know. Um, uh-huh. Vegas Adventures, um, we love to see it. Yeah, we do love to see it. Um, what else? <laughs> um, get involved in national DSA work. Um, people often are like, I don't know what national does, um, but that usually just means that there is stuff to be done. And if you want to do something, there's probably people that are willing to do it with you. Um, and it makes everyone's job easier. Um, I feel like my workload, um, got lighter as I got involved in national work more because you just learn so much about what does and doesn't work from people across the country. Um, and if I was wrong about something, a resolution earlier, I apologize. Um, 
let me know. I will not take it personally. At us, retweet us, cancel us, and leave us a review on Mechanical Freak Podcast if, if Roy got something. Yeah, like and vote. So. Yeah, vote for SMC and- 1 through 5. Cute. Oh my god. You can love. delete that if, um, if, if you want. No, 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 no. We love a shameless plug. Absolutely. Um, cool. Well, I am excited. I am looking forward to it. And, you know, I hope that things go smooth, but also, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. If, if there's any drums, I'm sure that we'll see it on Twitter. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to reporting back to the freaks how things go. Um, so thank you both Roy and Justin for helping us understand what uh, what's going to be happening these these next, uh, what, 10 days, two weeks-ish of convention? Is that how long it is? It starts on Sunday? Eight days, August 1st yeah. okay. through the 8th. Yeah. Wow. And so if you're not a delegate, you can still watch, right? I think so. That's not I, true. I heard, there's, I heard rumors that there's going to be a live stream for a $15 donation to DSA. Okay, that's... Yeah. So, cause like Mia was asking me, she's like, how do I, how do I register? I don't know how to register. I'm like, sorry, babe, I'm a delegate. Like I couldn't tell you. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anyway, so I, you'll see, you'll see the highlights on Fox yeah. news later. Oh, so totally. it'll be fun. <laughs> oh my God. No. Or like, yeah. Jimmy door or someone will definitely have the highlights for you. Um, no, but mechanical freak. We don't, we don't say that name on the pod. Yeah, um, please uh, censor that. Um, no, but again, I'm excited. My first convention. I am Roy as baby organizer in 2019, feeling slightly overwhelmed. But you know, after this and uh, after talking to you guys, I feel a little less scared and a little more excited. And yeah, I think it'll be rad. So thank you again. And um, Normally, this is where we like, you know, shout out to the Patreons and stuff. But um, again, I threw the boys off the boat, so I couldn't tell you. Um, but shout out to our Patreon members and uh, Justin. I mean, do you and Brian have any uh, upcoming episodes of special projects to plug or no? Uh, TV, we're working on it. We're, we're in the lab. We're yeah, writing yeah. notes. Very but cool. uh yeah, well, we'll be working on the next episode of the LBJ series when he actually gets into the Senate and starts executing political maneuvers, befriending all these old men, and, uh, you know, uh, maybe taking Jumbo out for a ride. Ooh, okay. Well, we are looking forward uh, to future episodes. Definitely be sure and check out uh, Justin and Brian's past episodes. They are... A plus. Um, be sure to check out me, Greg, and Munya's interview uh, with Kamau and Doji uh, from Washington Community Alliance. We talked about uh, different races throughout Washington State that are not in Seattle that you should be paying attention to, like in SeaTac and Kent and stuff like that. Um, Spokane. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, that's it for tonight. Um, and thank you guys again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is thanks for having me.